Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Come on, turn around. Bless him. Every time I turn around. Every time I turn around. Good morning. Good morning. The blessings on blessings. The Lord bless upon you. Good morning. Yes. More than enough. Yeah. Surely goodness and mercy. Follow me. Good morning. One of my knees. Good morning. The mercy shall follow me. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Ricky Irving. Good morning. Only seek your blessing. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. No fear. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please speak your blessing. Thank you, thank you. Blessing. Blessing. Thank you for that, Kirby. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? My God, every time I turn around, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We serve such a sovereign and mighty God. Good morning, Cassandra. My prayers are with you guys this morning. My God. Favor. My God. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit. Yeah, good morning, good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Rest of my... Yeah, let the glory of the Lord be in this place today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you. You are King of kings, you are Lord of lords. You are the great I am. My God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you never leave us, that you never forsake us. We thank you, Lord God. You are just righteous, that you love us so much, that you blew your very breath into our body. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I worship you. My God, I praise you. My God, I love you so much, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just give him the fruit of your lips this morning, and then we're going to get into the word. My God, I thank you. I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. I glorify you. You are so awesome. You are so mighty, Lord God. You are just astounding. (laughs) You are so astounding. I thank you for how precious you made us. I thank you for how precious you treat us. I thank you, Father God, just for all you are. You are just 
so magnificent. Yeah, blessings on blessings. Lord God, we thank you for blessings on blessings. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your magnificent power. We thank you, Father God, for just what you're doing in our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for just your forgiveness and your grace and your mercy and just putting us and giving us a sound mind. My God, I say thank you. My God, I say thank you. Thank you, 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 Lord God. Lord, and we just don't want your your blessings. We know we need to be pruned for growth, Lord God. So this morning we give you permission to prune us for growth. Let us not assume anything. Let us not assume we're right standing. Let us not assume that we've got this mouth in check. Let us not assume we got it all together this morning. We're going to open up our hearts, our minds, our spirit and our soul to you this morning, Holy Spirit. We're asking you to come right on in, Father God. We're inviting you into our day. We're asking you to control this mouth of ours. Let the words of our mouth and meditation of our heart be acceptable to our sight. We're opening and asking. We're open to you this morning. We don't want to assume anything. Well, I want to assume we got it all together. Well, I want to assume the little bit of word in us is enough. We don't want to assume anything this morning. Lord God, bring us out of our slothful places. If we've been slothful in studying our word, if we've been slothful in pressing towards the more of you, if we've left our life just to a Bible plan, my God, if we've left our life just to a Bible plan, Lord God, We thank you this morning that you're uprooting us out of our comfortable places so that we can push more into you, Lord God, so that we can hear you, Lord God, so we can walk in the divine plan that you have for us, my God. God, my God, we thank you for sound doctrine and we thank you for teaching and we thank you for giving us a wisdom beyond our own understanding, Father God. We thank you for a fresh anointing this morning, one that destroys yokes of bondage of sickness and disease. Prepare our heart, Holy Spirit. Prepare our heart, Holy Spirit. Prepare our heart, Holy Spirit. Prepare our heart for pruning, Father God, for a greater process in you. Lord God, we thank you, Lord that we remain steadfast in your truth. We remain steadfast in your word and that the enemy will not be able to pluck us up easily, Lord God, that we trust you in our dark places, that we trust you in our lonely places. My God, we cast off the spirit of loneliness, Father God, that makes us rush into circumstances, that makes us rush into situations. Father God, we cast it off right now back to the pits of hell. And we thank you, Father God, that you're filling our cup, that you're filling everything every lonely place that even during the holidays, we won't rush into circumstances. We won't rush into relationships. We won't put ourselves in harmful ways. Lord God, we thank you for higher levels of accountability for ourselves, Lord God, that we won't continue to make excuses, Father God, that we will continue to be in right relationships, ones that strengthen us and groom us, Lord God, that we won't assume we know everything in you, Lord God. We just repent, Father God, if we've even done that, Lord God. Lord, God, we just ask that you supply us today our daily bread, Lord God, that you give us more than enough, Lord God. We thank you for your blessings and favor on today, Father God. Blessings on our family, favor on our family, Lord God. We thank you for our husbands that sit at the gates, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, 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 we thank you. 
We thank you, sovereign God. We thank you, sovereign God. We thank you, sovereign God, for you are the king of glory. You tear down every stronghold, every tower, everything, Father God, in us that exalts ourselves against you, my God. We cast down those thoughts, but we're giving you permission this morning to tear down everything in us that exalts us above you, Lord God, that's a, that exalts us, that leaves us in high and mighty places when we should be lowly, when we should be meek, when we should be broken, when we should be contrite, my God, even in our careers, Lord God, break us down so, so that you can get the glory. Show us, show us, show us the places in which we lack humility and which we brag on ourselves and which we've been too comfortable and too complacent, Lord God, and too haughty. We just open our hearts to you this morning. Search our hearts, oh Lord. Search the chambers of our heart, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. No more excuses. No more excuses. No more excuses. No more excuses. We thank you, Father God, that we're breaking generational curses as we speak because we're coming out of our comfort zone because we're not going to use any more excuses, Lord God. We're breaking generational curses right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Make us a student in your word, my God. Let us advance in your word. Let us advance for kingdom, Lord God. Let your, be, your will be done in every area of our life, even in our health, Lord God. We thank you. We're making no more excuses for poor eating. We thank you, Lord God, that our diets are rich in the right thing, Lord God, that we're pushing away from the table, that we're putting away things that are harming us, Lord God, that we're just not eating anything. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the check, Lord God, because we're going to need it in this season. We're going to need it in this season. We're going to need it in this season. And we thank you, Lord God, we're moving quickly when you urge us to move quickly, Lord. God. And we're being satisfied by the fruit of our lips, Lord God. And we're just bringing everything to you in prayer. We will not take unwise counsel, Lord God. We will not take ungodly counsel. We will not read ungodly articles and theories and books that have nothing to do with you, Lord God. With nothing to do with you. Saturate us in your presence, Lord God. I feel you, Lord. I feel you, Lord. I feel you, Lord. I feel you, Lord. Saturate us in your presence. My God, I feel you this morning. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. There is something about a broken and contrite spirit, Lord God. Saturate us in your presence. Saturate us in your presence. We need to be in your throne room this morning, Lord God. We need to hear what you say. We need to see what you see. We need to see what you need us to to do and in my heroku that we are anxious for absolutely everything nothing lord god that the spirit is high in us lord god that you are burning up the chaff this morning lord god my god my god let us do the work of your hands my god let your let us be your people lord god let us be your people sanctify us set us apart for your holiness my god in jesus name amen in jesus name amen my god my god thank you Thank you. 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 We will not be a prisoner anymore to our own truths. We will not be a prisoner to our own truths. We will not. We will not. We will not. It's funny, Angela, you said, I need you, Holy Spirit. I was asking the Holy Spirit to, to strengthen me in some areas. And I was making sure I wasn't being wise in my own eyes because something happened yesterday. I said something and after I said it, it grieved me. And I was like, why did I say that? Because I gave my opinion about something and I've got to go set order. Like I need to go apologize to someone and I need to 
make sure that the other person that I was speaking to understands I'm clear. And for most people, it wouldn't have even been bad. Like it wasn't harsh. It wasn't, it wasn't out of malice. It wasn't out of tent, but it was still unnecessary. And so this morning, as I stretched myself on the altar and I was praying before God, I told the Lord, I said, I said, I need help in this area. Holy spirit. I need you to help me. I don't want to ever assume. I don't want to ever assume that I have control over my mouth because James has told us it is humanly impossible for us to control our tongue, but the Holy Spirit will control it. The Holy Spirit will. It's humanly impossible for me to control my tongue, but it is possible for the Holy Spirit to control my tongue. So I just was like in a repentant state and I was like, Lord, catch my mouth. And it wasn't the crazy thing. It was like, it wasn't anything bad, right? But it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. And so we can't try to master our tongues. We can't try to master what we're mastering in our own strength. We cannot try to do life at this next level in our own sense strength. We've got to be sensitive to hear what the, the spirit says and what the spirit is leading to, to us so that we're able to walk into the fullness of what God has taught us and what he's requiring of us in this season so that we can press into higher places so we can witness a higher dispensation so that we can witness the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It starts with a broken and a contrite spirit. It starts with, as we were this morning, offering ourselves up to God as a living sacrifice and saying to him, you know what? I need you to search everything in me. I don't want to be in the position where I assume acts at anything and then allowing him like allowing him to do that, allowing him to show you in the word, allowing him to give you wise counsel in the areas in which you've been weak, because we know the scripture tells us there's a man that there's a way that the man that a man thinks as right. Right. And it may not even be a sin as we see sins, but it still may be a way that we think is right. That's not even right. It's not even right, but we think it's right, but it's not even right. And I, and it's funny. And I'm just showing this morning I got up. I said, Lord, show me this season in my life. Let me make sure I'm being sensitive. I don't want to assume I understand this season or that I'm operating in an old season. What's going on around me? Show me this season in my life because it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get on a track or a journey. Show me what my schedule needs to look like in this season. Lord God, let me be mindful of you and everything. Let me be supportive of who I need to support in this season. Just show me, you show me a depth, show me the depth of my heart. Show me the chambers of my heart. And when we operate like this, operate like this, this is what it's like to operate in a broke and broken and contrite spirit. I told you in a season of wisdom, your words are very few. You're not just using words all the time. You're not just talking all the time. The enemy loves for us to talk all the time and run our mouths all the time and be in a constant state of talking and speaking because he knows if we're speaking, we're not going to be tuned into the Holy spirit. Right? And so we have to be okay with stealing away and pulling to those quiet places, making sure we're not praying the same things over and over again, making sure we're not assuming we're right in our own eyes, making sure we're only not taking pieces of the word and applying only the pieces of the word to our life that we're comfortable with. 
right? We, we blessings, blessings. I'm, I want blessings. I need blessings, right? But with blessings, we need to pr- be pruned. We need to be prone to see a higher dispensation, to walk into a greater anointing, to be firm in our calling. We need God to prune our hearts, right? Some of us have been in the rhythm of saying the same thing over and over again, that we're missing what God is trying to do for us in this season. So I'm just prayerful. And when we're praying that we're saturated in his presence enough and that we're not withdrawing, right? Because the enemy is so skilled, right? He is so skilled. He is so skilled skilled, right? He is so skilled and we can't make excuses and we can't put ourselves in the position in which we don't, um, well, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to search the chambers of our heart and deal with the deep desires in our heart. And we're constantly in a state of improvement until we go be with Jesus. So if you don't think you got nothing to prove on, then that's a sign there's something wrong there. (laughs) That's a sign there's something wrong there. If you are in a position in a place where you don't feel like you have absolutely nothing to prove on, then there's a sign that there's a problem there because we've got something to improve in. We've got something to improve on, right? We've got something. We've got to make sure we're intentional with that. We've got to make sure we're watching that. We got to make sure that we, because that's a sign of pride. When you feel like I'm good with God, when you feel like I'm in a good space with God, right? When we feel like, oh, I'm there with God, then that's a sign um, that something is wrong. That's a sign that something is wrong when we're evaluating ourselves and anytime we're evaluating ourselves saying we're good, we should always, I don't know why I needed to say this, but I did. We should always be in a place of, uh, father, you evaluate me, you show me, you let me see this. You give me the wisdom and the knowledge for me in this season. Let me not assume anything. And then we wait on the answer. Not we answer ourselves because God moves in different seasons. And when God is moving us in different seasons, we have to be always sensitive to those seasons, always open to receive what the Holy Spirit is saying. You would be surprised at the things in your heart. You will be surprised at the things you've been battling with. You will be surprised at the things you need correction in. You will be surprised at the lies that the enemy has told you. You will be surprised in how numb your speech has become to the Lord. You would be not, you would, you would be, you would be surprised at how numb your speech is and a sign that your speech is numb. And I'm not going to get in that today is when your prayers aren't being answered. Right? So we just got to make sure that we stay, um, operant in the Holy spirit at all times. And I, I've told the Holy spirit, I said, I don't want to be without your presence. I don't, I don't want to be without your presence. I don't, I don't want to be without your presence. I don't, um, before I get in the lesson today, I want to read Ephesians one over us again, because Paul's prayer for spiritual wisdom is so powerful. And I'm just going to admonish you. If you do not pray this over yourself every day, can you please pray this over yourself every day? And can you please start praying this over your loved ones every day? And I'm talking about praying it with a sincerity. And even if you don't see it moving or understand it all, Let's, let's begin to pray, pray it, right? Let's pray. Let's pray it over ourselves so that we can bring it. So I'm going to back up to the third verse. It says, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ to a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this, and this is the plan at the right time. He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to our God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I've not stopped thanking God for you. I pray constantly asking God, the glorious father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are rich and glorious in inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ. And remember we're joint heirs to Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church and the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere himself, meaning we have everything we need inside of us. So I'm just praying that your ears be open today. I feel like I got to push purpose out of you today. That's what I feel like. I got to push purpose out of you. Like you have to understand what's going on through the Holy Spirit. I need to push purpose. So I'm praying that your spiritual eyes be open today. I'm praying that your ears be open today to hear the word of the Lord today, not the word of Lakeisha, the word of God, and that God is going to do something significant for you if your heart is prepared to receive this. And so just ask the Holy Spirit, prepare my heart to receive this Holy Spirit, prepare my heart to receive what you're saying to me in this season so that I don't assume anything because a man's way, a man's way will seem right to him. And this world has been very crafty in preventing, presenting us to see success or to see what seems to be successful. And it's not kingdom success. It's this world's way of success, which is also indoctrinated with a lot of modern doctrines that keep us from being holy and which keep us from being satisfied by the fruit of our lips. And you cannot entangle. Come on, Holy Spirit. 
the world's doctrines with kingdom doctrines, they just don't work. You can't entangle the world's doctrines with kingdom doctrines. They just don't work. You either going to live kingdom or you going to live according to this world, but you're not going to be able to live. He told the church of Laodicea, he said, I'm about to spit you out my mouth. He said, I'm about to spit you out my mouth. I'm about to deal with you justly. He said, because you're not either hot nor cold. You sit in the middle. You lukewarm. And I'm sick of your lukewarmness. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. It's not going to work for you to be lukewarm. You're not going to speak kingdom and act kingdom on this hand and then turn around and act according to this world's precepts and concepts. Keep standing in the middle. Don't change your heart. Don't do what you're supposed to do and watch what I do. I'm going to spit you out my mouth because I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the lukewarmness. And, and I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. There comes a season in your life when God is asking you to take a stance. There comes a season in your life when God will ask you to surrender to him at a different capacity and a different level. And he'll ask you to drive in further and he'll ask you to push harder, right? He'll ask you to push more into him. And I think we're definitely in this season, especially in a season of transition and to be sensitive to the Holy spirit, um, in areas and places in which you're not and stop running your mouth all the time. And stop running your mouth all the time. If we don't put ourselves in a position where we're running our mouths all the time, we'll be able to hear what God is saying to us in this season. And we won't have to guess at it. We won't have to guess at it. We won't have to try to figure it out because it's going to be very clear of what God is saying. God is not going to live you or bring you to a, a place in your life where you have to guess who you are. So when we don't understand the fullness of our purpose, when we don't understand who we are, when we don't understand uh, what's going on around us, we do a lot of guessing. We do a lot of hoping. We do a lot of wishing when all we really need to do is uh, the Holy Spirit. That's, that's all we need to do is the Holy Spirit. So God doesn't want us in a season of guessing. And I'm telling you, God is not wanting you to be in a season of guessing, but I'm also going to tell you that it's going to require something of you. A lot of times we're like, Oh, give me more prayer. And God is like, no, I need you to make a decision. <laughs> We're asking the Lord, oh, pray for me. And we're asking people to pray for me. And we run into the altar every Sunday. And the Lord is like, I need you to make a decision. No, I need you to make a decision. And I'm going to show you this today. So I need you to backtrack, right? So for yesterday, we started talking about this and we started talking about the seeds and we've been on this, this series of occupying until God comes using our service, serving, using our talents, using our gifts, doing exactly what God told us to do in this season. And if you haven't been on the devotional, the last my man, few weeks, last few months, you might want to go to YouTube and go back some, I would tell you to go back the last full year, but go back some and see what God was saying to us. God had been preparing us and he started with us this particular scripture. He had already talked to us about our heart and the soil and preparing in our hearts, but I need to show you some significant things that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and showed me about our heart in this season and how necessary it is. You're going to have to be begin to listen to God with an open heart. And the only way that your heart is going to be open is that it, it is prepared by the Holy Spirit. We've been giving intimate insight <laughs> through the Holy Spirit, right? You don't have to be confused. You don't have to be 
uh, guessing. You don't have to be um, assuming what you're supposed to be doing. God will give you intimate insight of what you have been doing in this season. You just probably need to sit down somewhere. You just probably need to sit down somewhere. You just probably need to surrender and yield. And I'm not just talking about a physical set down. I'm talking about a spiritual set down. You just probably need to learn how to sit down, take your rest in the things of the Lord. And so I need to go back over to the parable of sowers. And I'm believing when the Holy Spirit shows you this, this morning that you're going to be like I am and be like, my God, how did we miss this? How did we not see this? Right. The parable of the sower. I'm not, this is not, no, this is no theatrics, no game. It has to do with your heart. It has to do with your heart. And remember yesterday we talked about our service, our seeds, right? Well, in order for us to receive what we need to do in this season and order for us to be able to walk into fullness of what we need to walk into in this season, we have to understand the seeds that have been planted in us, right? In order for us to be able to reproduce, we have to first be planted, right? We talked about that in Psalms one, being planted so our leaves wouldn't wither, being planted so our seeds could produce a harvest, right? In order for us to be able to serve or be able to plant seeds, there's got to be seeds in us. My God, there's got to be seeds in us. Well, seeds get in us and the seeds are in us that have to do with our heart, right? That have to do with our heart. We can't have ears that are hard of hearing, right? We can't have that. And so in order for us to be able to reproduce seeds, seeds have to get into us. Seeds have to be into us. So I don't want to, I want to read Matthew 13 too. Remember the soil represents, represents my heart. Can you say that this morning? The soil represents my heart. This soil Jesus is talking about represents my heart. And he's speaking them to them in parables. And the disciples is saying to them, why are you speaking to them in parables? You don't talk to us like that when we're by ourselves. And Jesus was saying to them, it's necessary for me to talk to you about them, to them, about, by, about by yourself. I have to teach you like this. I'm teaching them in parables because those that are fine tuned to my Holy Spirit will get it. Those that are not fine to my Holy Spirit will not get it. <laughs> they will not get it. And so it takes an end a tuning into the Holy spirit. What he was trying to say is I need them to catch this in their spirit because if they just catch this in mental ascent, remember we talked about mental ascent. If they just mentally ascent this, if they just get the knowledge of this and walk away, it's not going to matter anyway. I need them to catch and understand this in their spirit. I'm trying to get their spirit to understand this. I need them to remember those who worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. Remember, Remember, we're impacted in spirit. We have to receive these things. This is not about head knowledge. This is not about me just repeating something. This is not about me just saying something. This is by me getting this in my spirit, because if I get my get it in my spirit, then guess what? I'm going to go live it. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go operate in it. And so we've got to be able to receive this by our spirit. So I need to read. I need to pause. Thank you. Before I'm in trouble. I need to don't forget about pillow talk. If you have not registered for pillow talk, go get registered for pillow talk. God is going to show us how to be strong. Proverbs 31 women going into this next year. So if you have not registered for pillow talk, if you live in Little Rock, if you want to make a travel, Go on and get your registration in for Pillow Talk. Go on and say, you know what? I'm making up my mind. It's December the 13th. Go get God has been talking to me strong about making us Proverbs 31 women, imparting a wisdom in us that we're going to be able to carry into the next year. So I just need to say that because the Holy Spirit told me to talk about that at first. And I got so excited about the lesson. So go women, go get registered for Pillow Talk. 
All right, so let's talk about the parable of the farmer scattering seed. It says later the same day, and this is the New Living Translation version. Later the same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into the boat, then he sat there and taught as he... As the people stood on the shore, he told many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his fields, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was too shallow. But the plants soon wiltered under the hot sun. And since they didn't have any deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted. He was talking to the disciples. He said, you're permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given, right? And they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, my God, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. And this fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes and so that their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth. My God, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message, immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, it doesn't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorn represents those who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundredfold times. Now remember, this is how strategic God is. This scripture, we just read about the parable of the soils compared to what we've been reading in Luke about occupying till he comes is all connected. It's all connected. And God is saying to us, you will multiply and increase when you understand my capacity for you to serve my kingdom. Remember, we talked about the soils. We talked about how we sow, how we plant our seeds, how we serve, how our service is not from us. He's sitting here saying to them, you're going to be able to get this in your spirit when your heart is fertile enough. You're going to be able to understand what I'm saying when your heart is fertile enough, when your ears are not hardened anymore. 
when you're broken, when you're contrite, remember Psalms one, when you're in position to receive what I'm saying, when you're not, you're not disputing what I'm saying, right? So this parable has to do with the heart. Remember they that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. Remember we went over into first Corinthians, our springboard scripture. We cannot understand this in our mental ascent. We're not going to be able to understand this in our mind and evidence that we don't understand the, the seed that is in us is because we're trying to do it in our natural man. Well, faith, faith comes by hearing and faith isn't I'm doing it because I get it. Faith is I'm doing it because I trust you. Faith is I'm doing it, Lord, because I love you. Faith is because I'm not going to live by sight. I'm going to live by faith. So this parable has to do with our heart. All right. And if your ears are not hardened, then you will understand what the spirit is saying and what we read here. So I need to show you the seed on the footpath, right? The message about the kingdom has been snatched away. The evil one comes and snatches it away because people who are on the footpath, right? We can all be in the same church. We can all be hearing the word of God. We all hear the word of God. We listen to the word. But when our foot is on the foot path, right? Then when the evil one comes, it's snatched away because you have no understanding of the word whatsoever. And because you don't understand the word of God, you don't allow the word of God to take root. Every, you don't take the word of God to be in your truth. You don't let it, let it have understanding in you. You're not interested in under, it having understanding in you. You're not searching for the deeper things of God. And so when you're on a footpath, the seed then falls on the path, right? And immediately Satan has your ears hardened where you won't even hear. That's why we're praying Ephesians so that we can understand in our hearing and that we assume nothing and that our hearts won't be our hearts won't be hardened. Second is the seed on the rocky path. You receive, oh my gosh, you zealous. Oh, the word of the Lord was so good. Oh, the word of the Lord is so great. Oh my God. Oh my God. I just love the word. Oh my God. Coffee conversations was so great this morning. My God, did you hear what LMJ said? So you're excited about the word of God, but because your roots are not deep, because your roots are not deep, because you're not planted by the rivers of water, because you're not planted by the rivers of the water, then it doesn't last long. And you'll find yourself in a cycle trying to figure out why you're in the cycle, thinking that it's just the devil that has you in the cycle. But the reason that the cycle keeps continuing is because you don't have deep roots. So it falls away as soon as you're persecuted. As soon as persecution comes in, as soon as someone challenges your, your relationship, with Christ, as soon as somebody begins to talk about you, as somebody, as soon as somebody begins to tell you false doctrine, as soon as somebody keeps saying something about you pursuing God at this capacity, then you know what happens? Troubles come and you fall away. You're not committed. You're not, you're not committed. We just, that's what the scripture is telling us. You're not committed and you have to have a commitment that you're not going to allow the troubles of this world, right? I'm not, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm not going to allow the troubles of this world to get me off my path. It does no good for you to be zealous and not have knowledge. It does no good for you to be zealous and not walk in wisdom. It does no good for you to be zealous and not walk in understanding. It does no good for you to be zealous and not not apply it to your, your life. Many will say, Lord, Lord, but not into the kingdom. My God, your, your life has to represent the fruit. And so we'll be on this 
rocking path. We excited. Oh God, she preached on healing. The pastor preached on healing. We excited. Lord, heal me. And then as soon as sickness comes in, we through talking about healing. We talking about the symptoms. We talking about the circumstance. We talking about the situation. Same thing with your money. Preached on blessings. Talked on blessings. Uh, get in blessings. But then as soon as your money begins to look funny, we start talking about funny money instead of talking about what God is exceedingly abundantly above able to do. And I've been guilty with this. And so if your heart is a rocky path, then you ain't got no deep roots. Then it's going to be easy for your tree to be uprooted. That's why it, Psalms 1 told us, don't take no ungodly counsel. Don't walk in the way of scorners. Don't walk in the way of sinners. See, you can't afford to be in the season, right? With all this negative energy and this negative talk. That's why I kept telling you, scale back from Facebook. Scale back from things that would pull you away from God. The next is the seed that's on thorny ground. And it represents those that hear the message. But because worries of life and the lure of wealth you can't get into the perfect will of God. You're so busy with things. You're moving so much. You're doing so much moving. You're, you're serving when you need to be served. You're not planted. You ain't built enough altar time. And so you get so consumed with the Lord, the world, the, the success. You get so consumed with your purpose that you're missing what Jesus is saying. You, you, you don't even realize it's about service. You're so consumed with what people are telling you successful, what's successful, that your heart isn't properly prepared. And so there, thorns in there and every time um you try to get into the perfect will the thorns pluck them out right because you're busy right you're in that life you're in the in crowd you're trying to build networks you're trying to connect you're still half world and half god and so the thorns gonna represent the message and then the worries of life you're so consumed in worry that you can't believe and trust the word of god and so the thorns are gonna choke it out <laughs> The thorns are the thorns are going to begin to choke out the little bit of word you have in you. And so then as you're serving, you're frustrated. My God, because your service isn't producing a result, right? You plant these seeds, but you planting and you got thorns in you that are choking it out because you get consumed and lured with wealth. If you pursue purpose, if you pursue kingdom for you to be wealthy, you are already in trouble. If you have so many I statements about your blessings, if you don't understand, even if you're believing God for some big desires, there's nothing wrong with believing God for and having desires. But it is when the desires become more than kingdom, right? If you, if you can't submit your house to him, if you can't submit your car to him, if you can't submit your life to him, if you can't wake up in the morning and say, my God, if you... You're, you're, if, if you, you can't prioritize your life around him, then you're going to miss this. And the thorns are going to choke out because you're more consumed, right? Your underlying motive is wealth and your underlying motive is the worries of this world. And you're worried about what people say and you're worried about what people think. The last part of this was those that truly hear the word and receive 30, 60, a hundred fold. Allow Jesus to tend to your hearts. When you allow Jesus to tend to your hearts, your hearts will be healed. And then you're going to be able to walk into the fullness. And so then 
when you're planted, when you're being planted, right? When things are being planted, when you're being planted, it's going to look differently. It's going to seem differently. It's going to move differently. It's going to act differently, right? That's going to look differently because your planting is going to yield a result. But I told you the other day also that doesn't come up quickly. That doesn't come up fast. That doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't happen immediately. That's not an immediate thing that manifests so quickly, right? And when we have been indoctrined and ingrained with the wrong things, this takes time because God has to rebuild and restructure us in his word because we've been believing and limiting things that are counterculture to kingdom. And so you got to ask the Holy Spirit. That's why I show me the areas in my life. And it could be not all of it, but it could be certain areas in which the lure of wealth is attractive to you and which you're more concerned. Now, let me give you a little bit of my personal testimony. And I'm just going to be honest because I think this is going to help you to see us evolve. Right. I tell people all the time I got licensed in ministry over 18 years ago, but my path and my journey became very different. I have a bachelor's in sociology. I have a master's in gerontology. When I was going to school to get my degrees, I really didn't understand all my purpose, right? I was just kind of going to school. I knew I was created to do something greater, but I didn't get it all. And many of us start like this. We know that we're created to do something greater, but we don't get it all. And because nobody is teaching us to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit, we just kind of rumble in life. I've been a church girl all my life. I love the word of God. My my dad's a pastor. My grandmother was an evangelist. My grandfather was a pastor. I'm just setting this scenario for you of how we can be right in our own eyes, but not receiving this. This is why you need to get a copy of my book, The Launch. If you have not read the book, get the book. It's not even my book. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the second book will be out shortly. So get the second book as well because it's going to help prepare you for purpose and understand how God created you. So as I was going to school, I was going to school in the rhythm of what I thought Lakeisha should be doing, not necessarily in the rhythm of God. So it took me almost 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. It took me like a year and a half to get my master's degree. And then I started a PhD program. When I started my PhD program, I started my PhD program program with the thought process this is what I need to do to be successful. This is what I need to do because I was caught up in a title and what I thought was God's measure of success for my life, not realizing at all that this was just part of the plan of what God would do through me for greater. It was not about my degrees. It was not about the lures of this world. It was not about any of that, but every phase in my relationship, right? I started with a heart that could not hear. My God, you got to be honest. I started with a heart that could not hear. I had a heart that could not hear God because I was just doing church. I was not sensitive to the word of God. I was not spending time before him. I was not fasting, right? And then next I grew to a heart that will receive it with joy. Right. But it wasn't lasting long. And anytime pressure came in, then I would abandon my truth. I knew I had a call in my life years ago, but anytime pressure would come in, I would abandon my truth. And then I would go pursue other things other than godly things. I would go pursue 
other things other than kingdom. I would justify why I was doing what I was doing. I thought I heard the voice of God. Can I be honest with you? I just within the last couple of years really began to hear the voice of God with a strength and with a conviction because when you are in God's presence, you change. And you don't make excuses, right? You change, you make, you gotta have to make a decision in this. So then the next part of that was the seeds that wrap 30. I hear the message and then the crowd of life and the worries of life. When I first walked, started walking into this journey of ministry, I was still being affected and influenced by the worries of life. I thought it was about Lakeisha. Um, I was still concerned about what people were thinking and what people were saying about my ministry when it wasn't between me and them. I was still trying to make my friends comfortable and okay. And everybody who's connected to me know you can come talk to me about anything. You can come sit at my feet and share anything with me. That's just the, that's something I've purpose to do without me giving great opinion, but I was still connected to some things that were not holy, right? Because I was still connected to some things that were and they were crowding out what God was trying to do for my life they were crowding out where God was trying to take me they were crowding out my next level they were keeping me from walking into the fullness of what and so I had to go over and spend time before God so he could begin to prune and pluck those things up out of my heart so that then my purpose could be, could begin to produce 30, 60, and hundred fold purpose producing 30, 60, and hundred fold don't always have to do with money. Purpose producing 30, 60, and a hundred fold has to do with the legacy that we're living. I was talking to a friend yesterday and we were talking about generational wealth. It's not just about money. Can I tell you something? If you make a decision to pluck up the old seeds, my God, and to be planted in kingdom in new seeds, then the 30, 60, 100 fold is going to go on to generations and your kids will be able to do the things in which we were supposed to be doing in the first place. But because of generational curses, because of the pride of life, because of the lust of the eye, right? Because we were not centered on kingdom because we were only centered on one part of kingdom. We were centered on finances, but we were not centered on holiness because we make a, made a decision that God's God was per, for me to pursue God. God was already in pursuit of me for me to turn around and allow God to catch me. It would begin to transform my life. It would begin to break generational curses. And then my kids could begin to fulfill their purpose without all, all the struggle and without all the issues because my heart turned towards God because my heart turns towards God because I made a decision. And here's the clarity of what I'm going to tell you. Cause a lot of times we operate in distraught where God is concerned. We like, Oh, please pray for me and help me. No, you need to learn how to pray for yourself. And you also need to be able to learn how to press into the part of God. But this part of your life has to become a decision. This is the part where you make the emphasis in the decision. You know what? I'm not getting ready to allow the thorns to choke this out anymore. I'm going to become so rooted in the word. And when you become rooted, then you'll begin to feel the help of the Holy Spirit, right? You're not doing this in your own strength, but you are making a firm commitment. You're making a firm decision. You're going to be broken and contrite before the Lord and say, you know what? 
I'm not going to do this on my own strength. I'm not getting ready to do this in my own way. I need to check the areas of my heart so that I can become a producer of 30, 60, 100 fold. So that the seeds that I sow in service, the seeds that I sow in love, the seeds that I do will will manifest. It's planted. Go back to Psalms 1. When we're planted by the streams of water, our leaves do not wither. So Jesus is telling them there, I'm going to fulfill the prophecy. He said, for those who get this, for, for those who understand this, there's going to be a fruit produced because your soil is rich and prepared for Jesus, right? Your, your soil, your heart is prepared for Jesus. And you're going to be able to receive this and you're going to be able to walk into this and you're not going to make any more excuses. But we got to make a decision today. You know what? I'm done making excuses. I had to make a decision to come out of my comfortable places. It doesn't matter if my friends won't follow me in ministry. It don't matter if my friends won't receive what I'm saying. It doesn't matter that they don't think that this is for their life. This is for Lakeisha's life. And I've got to become so planted in his word that I won't be uprooted and live in any other truth. Because what we'll begin to do is we'll lag in the things of God will make excuse excuses for why fruit isn't produced. We'll say things like, Oh, it just takes time. It does take time. But if you're not present in his face, you're not present in his word. You're not present in the Holy spirit. Nothing is manifesting. Nothing is happening. And the reason it's not happening is it's because you're more concerned with the ways of life. You're more concerned with the lure of wealth. You're more concerned with what your friends say. You're more concerned. I'm going to tell you, I had to abandon everything to get here because I realized I had to come to the realization. This ain't about me and I'm, it's been hard. It's been lonely. I've had some tough times, but at the end of the day, I see the reproduction and it's not for me. And my son served, my son summed it up best. And it popped in me when he was in class and his friends were like, well, what about all the evil? And what about all the hurt? And he said, when my dad died, if my dad had not died, (laughs) if my dad had not died, my mother would not be producing kingdom like this. If my mom had not been through all the things that she had been through as a child and domestic violence, and my mom would not be able to walk out kingdom like this. My mother would not be able to preach like this. My mother would not be able to, my mother would be selfish and self-centered. I would be in an academic career, right? I would be in a successful academic career so far out of God's purpose. People ask me all the time, do you regret teaching? You were teaching college. My, my chair loved me. My school loved me. There was a place for me to be planted at my school for the rest of my life. I could have excelled. I could have moved up in the ranks. I could have been connected. I could have been dean. I could have been present. I, president. I had all that potential in me, but that was my way seeming right. And I was staying in it because it was comfortable and because I was more concerned with the lower wealth, right? I didn't want to feel broke. I wasn't trusting God with my, my finances. I wasn't trusting God. I was more concerned with being comfortable. I was more concerned with not suffering than I was concerned with God. And so I had to understand true purpose means I'm going to yield my destiny to the Holy Spirit. That's what it means. I'm going to yield my destiny. I'm not going to assume I'm on the right path. I'm going to deal with the chambers in my heart. Let's go over to John 15 and then we're going to get out of here. This, this, I love God. I love God. I told you, I felt like I had to pull purpose out of you. He says, I'm the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So they will produce even more. This is all connected. He said, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. 
Remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I am them will produce fruit from apart from me. You can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted when you produce much fruit you are my true disciples this brings great joys when you when you almost when you produce much fruit so if you really want to walk into purpose if you really want to walk into the things and some of us have kingdom businesses some of us are doctors some of us may if you really really want to going to do this you're going to have to check and prepare your heart and soul. And you're going to have to make some decisions yourself that, you know what? Don't matter what this world is saying. Don't matter if my friends go. Don't matter if my mom and them get it. I've got to sell out to Christ to a different capacity. I've got to yield to the Holy Spirit to a di different capacity so that I can yield the result. It's not about numbers. It's about harvest. And harvest doesn't necessarily have to do with numbers, right? It has to do with being planted. It has to do with being steadfast. It has to do with laying up generational wealth. And that has nothing to do with just money. Generational wealth is your legacy speaking for itself. If your children explain someone to you, how would they explain them to you? If your kids praise you, what would they say? Would they say, my mother, my father was a man that loved the Lord and followed and served God, right? The, Paula, here's the thing. Nothing and nobody can stop you. The problem is always us. It's really not about anybody else. We put it on people. We wrestle against principalities. We wrestle, wrestle against darkness. We put it and blame it on people. Well, the main problem, the entire issue is us. It's us. Ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. If people stop you, it's because you allow people to stop you. If people trouble you, it's because you allow people to trouble you. If people push you out of position, it's because you allow people to put you out of position. Don't even focus on, I won't let nobody. Focus on, I won't let myself. I refuse from this point on to allow myself to keep me out of living God's very best for me. I refuse to allow myself. It has not, nothing. We allow people. My mama taught me that a long time ago. She said, people can do absolutely anything. You your own problem. So I'm just going to tell you, identify you as... Stop, folk. It don't matter what nobody, it don't matter what your mama them did. It don't matter how broken your family was. It don't matter how jacked up your mama them are right now. It don't matter how messed up your husband is. It don't matter. It matters that you understand that this soil says that the only way somebody can push you out of position is because you're not focused on the word. Your roots ain't deep enough or you're on soil that can't, but people cannot make you do anything. People, people cannot make you and do anything. You're, and you're going to begin to reap the harvest. Let me read this and we're going to get out of here. And so, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, this Psalms 1, or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating it on day and night, no matter what people say. And what does this word say? They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, never wither, and they prosper in all they do, but not the wicked. They are like worthless trees chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. Period. 
So you got to pray and just ask the Lord, show me, show me, Lord, show me, show me where I'm not planted. Show me where my heart has not received you in these areas and let him prune you, let him pluck it up and let him build you in the word. Because if you run from the word or you run with only a little wisdom or you run with a lonely, a little knowledge, you're not going to walk in the fullness of what God called you to be. And then when businesses fail, I see it happen all the time. Like I watch success in businesses and I'll say they didn't build that on the Lord. They didn't build that on people will build ministries. I'm like, they didn't build that on the Lord because if you build what you build on the Lord, if you build your marriage, if you build your relationship, if you build your kids, it's going to produce 30, 60, a hundred fold, because that's the promise of the word. 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 That's what the word promises you. That's what you got to trust. That's what you got to believe in. And that's what you got to be rooted in. Heavenly father. Thank you for your word today. Let us be saturated in your presence. Let us be sensitive to the Holy spirit. Let us be mindful of you in all things. Let us not rush your kingdom work. Let us not rush your kingdom agenda. Let us bend in our own agenda and be set in your agenda. Let us be set in your agenda and not work for ourselves. Your agendas show us the areas in our business and our life and our ministry and our marriages in which we are still walking in our own agenda and not walking in kingdom and let the presence of the Holy spirit be with us, right? Let the presence of the Holy spirit be with us. Let us be anchored in your truth. Let us be anchored in your ministry. Let us be anchored in your business. Let us be anchored in your word. Forgive us for not being planted. We make a decision today, Father God, to do this according to your purpose, to do this according to your word, to do this according to your plans in Jesus name. Now, if there is nobody that has accepted Jesus, can I be honest with you? How I was able to walk in purpose, how I was able to fool, how I was able to be planted is I had to first recognize I was a sinner. I was a hot mess. I was jacked up. I was jacked up. I was jacked up and I had to recognize how jacked up I was. I had to say to myself, I was jacked up, Lord God. And then I had to ask Jesus's forgiveness. Lord, forgive me for living a life outside of you. And then I had to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you just come into my life and take me over? That's it. It's that simple. And then I had to get discipled. Many of us go on the wrong path because we won't let nobody disciple us. You know what that is, right? You know what that is? That's the seed on the footpath. That's the seed on the rocky path, right? Because we won't let anybody properly lead us or disciple us. We're not humble enough to be discipled. We're not humbled enough to be led in the word. We think we got it all together. We think we got it all figured out. You got to be discipled. You got to be, I sit under an apostle. I sit under a pastor. They groom me. They teach me. They grow me up in the word. It's been important for me, right? They, I listen to word all the time. I got word in my ear all the time, not just praise and worship music. Cause you got to listen to this new music. I'm into it, but praise and worship music is not the word. You got to sit under the word. You got to sit at the feet of Jesus and he'll begin to transform you. And some things will transform overnight and some things will take a little bit longer. Well, I love y'all. Let's go. I love y'all so much, but more so God loves you. It's the weekend, baby. It's the weekend, baby. Get you some rest. Get you some relaxation. When you wake up in the morning, spend some time in the word. Pause in the word. Don't rush. If you don't have the lunch, pull out the lunch. If you still trying to figure your purpose out, pull the lunch out again. Ask the Holy Spirit this time when you read the lunch, ask the Holy Spirit, show me this. God gave us that book. I didn't, I wrote it, but God gave us that book. If you haven't read the launch, go get it. Order a case of it. We have a group in Atlanta doing a Bible study on it right now. Yeah, they're doing a Bible study. They've been doing it. They did it. They prayed it through two rounds. It'll help you understand your purpose. Get in your Bible. Get rooted in your word. Get other teachings. Get a group of y'all together. <laughs> Call me. Let me pray for you. I don't know, but get rooted today. Make a decision today to be rooted 
Yes, consistency. That's what I wrote in my notes. Consistency is key. Consistency in your prayer life. Consistency in your study time. Consi- I ain't even got to go be loved today. Consistency in everything is what's most important. Consistency in kingdom. And then you're going to begin to see the fruit. You're going to begin to see it multiply. You're going to get to begin to see it increase. I promise you got to become rooted and grounded in love. And then what God is saying, and then you're going to walk into the full manifestation. Now, you know what I'm about to say? Go be loved today. I need you to go be loved. I need you to be active in pursuing love. I need you to take first Corinthians 13. If you are struggling in your love walk, right? I need you to go over there and I need you to read it over myself. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses. Faith is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.